Hi, this is Bill Johnson, and you're listening to the Horror Squad Podcast. Everybody and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Horror Squad podcast. Where tonight we will be reviewing VFW, uh, directed by Joe Bagos, who also did Bliss last year. Um, but yeah, uh, we're a little light tonight. Uh, no Sam and no Todd. Todd may be jumping in at some point tonight, but for now, it's just uh, me, Joe, and Steve. What's going on, Joe? Hey, hey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is the first time in a while, actually. I think we've been this light on the show, but we will soldier on for you guys. Um, Steve, how are you hanging? How's it hanging up in Canada? Uh, is there enough toilet paper uh, going on in the aisles and so, hand sanitizer? Uh, yeah, it was fine last week, but now this week the fever has really caught on. See, the problem, like especially with the toilet paper, it's like it started that people started seeing on social media that people are grabbing a lot of toilet paper. Yeah. And then some people decide to follow suit and do the same thing. And now it's regular people are like, well, if people are taking all the toilet paper, I better buy some too. <laughs> Even if it's one like pack, and that's just now there's no toilet paper anywhere. So it's like, it's crazy, yeah, man. I... What, what a time to be uh, like around and stuff. It's, it's crazy. I really don't. I mean, I don't recall anything this crazy in quite a long time. I know you were mentioning off the air about uh, an ice storm you had a long time ago, but there's there's nothing for me that is uh, rivaling this right now. No, like, yeah, so in 1998, uh, we had an ice storm where I lived, which is basically it rained really hard, but at freezing temperature. So uh, everything was turning to ice really quick. And what happens is all of the... um, electric poles and stuff would break apart and the electric lines would like snap so the entire area that i was in the entire city and part like a pretty big radius around where i lived uh, had no power and it's minus like 40 outside so with no power there's no heating and that created a huge issue you know right away people started buying out all the battery and all the uh, gas and all the like anything that you needed to survive people would buy up right away and people had to evacuate and it was a huge issue but that was you know yes it was terrible and a lot of people kind of had to do alternate plans but that was maybe two million people that were affected this is global right yeah it's it's to the point where sports teams are playing with no fans and they're closing schools and they're closing like everything it's crazy i've never seen anything at this level it's like it's almost like a movie, like yeah, right. Nuts. That's what I was gonna say. This is kind of like a horror movie right now. This is like exactly how like a zombie apocalypse style type movie starts. Uh, so when the corona patients start coming back from the dead, we'll be we as horror fans will be ready for this. So that's right. This is what we've been waiting for. So <laughs> yeah, we're we're totally prepared. <laughs> we've been prepping our whole life. Uh, but yeah, it's crazy. Everyone just stay safe out there. I guess. Uh, and we'll we'll continue on the show as long as it goes. Uh, I am going to a horror convention this weekend. Uh, Sam is a little nervous about it. She's a little starting to get a little up in the air about it. But um, 
I hope uh, she decides to come with me, but uh, I'll be there come hell or high water because uh, the hotel's not refundable at this point, and uh, yeah, I just don't want to be out four or five hundred bucks. Is it a good idea? I don't know. I, to be quite honest, I'm a little nervous about it. I guess just because you know they're saying stay away from big crowds and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. Like I'm kind of at the mindset, you know if. If I'm if it's meant to be, it's meant to be type thing. If I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it. So I just don't want to live my life in fear. And hopefully, I can go to this convention and still have a good time. Even though uh, like a million of the guests have canceled, but there 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 is still some guests that are gonna be there. So um, hopefully, it will be a good time. But I'll update everyone next week and let you know how it was. So, so um, at this point, uh, which guests are you actually going to hopefully <laughs> meet? Because I know like I've been following it on uh, Facebook, and they just it's like every day there's a new guest list because they keep canceling and getting new people. And it's like a huge mishmash. Yeah, right. So like just within the last like 72 hours, they've had Jackie Earl Haley, Brad Dorif, Chris Sarandon, Catherine Hicks, uh, Fiona Dorif, uh, all of them like have canceled. So I mean, that was like a few. And Sam Raimi had postponed, um, not because of the coronavirus, because um, he's filming uh, a new movie there, which I think an MCU movie, correct? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's doing uh, Doctor Strange too. Right. So he postponed because of that. So like basically like all of their headliners have have canceled at this point. Um, for me personally, um, Danny Trejo and Tom Atkins are the two that are on my list right now. So. Have you met Tom Atkins? Yeah. I've never met Tom Atkins. No, uh, surprisingly, because um, I go to a ton of cons, he's actually never attended a con I've been to. So this will be the first time I've had the chance to meet him. Yeah, I'm super jealous. He's awesome. I've never met him either, and it's uh, yeah. I I, I have seen Dan Trejo though, and uh, cool guy. A little small. You'll see. It's it's a little. <laughs> uh, you just expect him to be like huge, you know. I don't know right. from all the movies I've seen, but not at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chuck it's... Norris was kind of the same way. Like he just turned 80 this week, mm-hmm. and when I saw him in person, is I was kind of like, oh, that's it. That's yeah. that's the legend. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I was a little surprised Tom Atkins is still going because the guy's like 84. So he's like right at that level where like you should not be traveling or like meeting a lot of people at that age, especially like that's what the majority of the Corona victims are dying like at that age. So, but hey, more power to him, I guess. He, he's not scared. So awesome. Uh, so Todd is on deck. So if you could add him to the chat. Uh, we're... Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Let's add Todd her in here. Exactly. Get a little bit more of the squad together and see yeah. what, uh, what's going on in Kentucky with all yeah. this crazy coronavirus. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's yeah. It's just it's just such a crazy time and just beyond anything that I've ever thought I would live through. So it's yeah. hey, Todd. Hey, Todd. Todd, what's up? Were you on a uh, toilet paper run there? No, I did that on Saturday and it was sold out. So I got well, <laughs> not completely, but I got some. So. There you go. You have to start uh, using dryer dryer sheets soon. Yeah, man, I'll use my damn hand. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I, uh, they just closed schools today, so I was. Um, next step is like businesses. So I'm like, fuck, I better go get some canned goods. That's crazy, huh? So the kids are not gonna have school for what, like a month? April twentieth, unless the state of emergency is lifted here. But um, I guess That's... they're gonna have like homework packets or something. But you know, they're just gonna watch YouTube all day. <laughs> right. Well, how is that? Are they going to, like, send it through emails, or do you have to go pick them up? I don't know. They are gonna. Mm-hmm. They have to go to school tomorrow, and I guess they're going to get, like, first steps or something, so. Wow. 
Well, yeah, we were just talking. It was like we were talking about how this is kind of like how a horror movie starts. Well, did you see what they did in New York? Uh, no, what did they do? They, the National Guard put uh, a mile radius uh, in quarantine. Oh. So that's like... When did this I happen? Le- just like a few hours ago. Really? Wow. That's I Am Legend shit right there. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I was just talking to Steve about this con I'm going to this weekend. It's still on. <laughs> um, even though like every other convention... Man. I am too. Like every other convention I know of has canceled... Um, including Boston Comic Con next weekend, which is like was a massive one, uh, and they and they canceled Coachella and South E3. by Southwest. Yeah, everything. This con is still going forward. God bless them. Uh, they've had like a ton of cancellations. I was just telling Steve, but they're yeah. they're still trudging along. They just announced Sam Jones literally like ten minutes before I got on the air. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, just everyone, like I was saying, everyone stay safe out there. And yeah, I guess that's about it. Um, all right, just should we get your it? Hands, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so I guess let's, we're going to start with horror news tonight, unless you want to change the uh, thing again, Steve, since Todd's on now. Yeah, no, might as well do. just go to horror news. It's all right. Cool. All right, well, um, the first bit of news um, start off, I guess, on a little bit of a uh, somber note. Um, as a rest in peace to uh, Max uh, von Sydow, who, um, of course, most famously known for his role as um, for the Exorcist, Father Marin. Is that correct? Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, uh, but just like uh, iconic actor, uh, several other roles. Horror fans obviously would know him best for the Exorcist, though. And uh, yeah, rest in peace to him. The guy lived a long, long life. So uh, yeah, uh, Steve. I know you said you had a bunch of news, so uh, why don't you lead us off? I do. All right. Uh, the first one I got is Blade Disgusting is reporting that Jennifer Body director Karen Kusama is attached to direct a new take on Dracula for Blumhouse. Um, so we're seeing a lot of kind of the monster universe trying to make another run at it to have their kind of MCU style universe and been hearing a lot of news so what do you guys think of karen kusama doing her take on dracula i'm good with it yeah i'm in too i mean sure i'll give it i'll give it a whirl uh i mean we just got this dracula thing we just reviewed on netflix which was decent a decent take and uh seeing it like in an actual movie style well i the first two parts the first two parts were good the third part was pretty bad correct um, but yeah, I mean, Karen Kusama, she's done a couple good movies, um, that she, I think actually she made all of our lists for best female horror director. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of Blumhouse, now this one is right in my wheelhouse. So I'm super excited about this one. Uh, uh, Jason Blum has started talks with Universal to make a Halloween Horror Nights movie. Um, Halloween Horror Nights, I, I would assume it'd be kind of like the, uh, was it uh, Hellfest or Bloodfest? I forget which of the two, or maybe both. Um, you know, an event that has a bunch of their own icons, and they would kind of come to life and start killing some people, and I am completely down for this. I am so excited that this is even a thought. Uh, it's still in early talks. They haven't hammered out, uh, like, a great idea yet, but they said they are talking about it and something that we could see in the future. That would be really fun. I think that's a great idea for a horror movie. So, yeah, I'm totally on board. 
exactly like like stop skirting around it and doing like knockoffs i want to see the real thing you know like, yeah so that'd be super cool and they have their own icons and everything so i think it'd be cool to kind of get give them more of a platform and to kind of really get to know them and get to see what they can do um another story i have is that hbo is turning the last of us into a tv series uh, todd did you play the last of us yeah hell yeah i did that's my favorite game of all time yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's in my amazing. top five probably as well. Uh, amazing game. Now, do you feel there's a need for a movie though? Because the game is so cinematic already. Um, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, because I, it, first of all, it's on HBO and it's the same dudes that did, um, what's that damn show we just watched? Uh, Chernobyl. So it's going to be at least like good on that end, but I can. I've always wanted to see like Joel and Ellie on the big screen, or I guess I guess a small screen now. And I think a TV show is a perfect medium now. If it was a movie, 90 minutes, absolutely not, because they can't they can't get the message across, especially that that opening alone. You know what I mean? Would take up 45 minutes of a movie. Um. So yeah, absolutely, I'm in, 100. percent Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to see what they do with that. Now we have The Last of Us 2 coming out. I think it's next month. So that's gonna yeah, be. It's awesome. next month. I think so. Yeah. Holy it's, crap. Uh, yeah, April. Oh, that's. Yeah. All. I need to play number one again then. Yeah, I'm thinking of replaying it too. It's just uh, fuck, it's such a good game. So good. Um, yeah. So that's coming up as well. Then we have. So this is a story that broke last week, but we didn't have really time to cover it. WWE fans want CM Punk to replace Bruce Campbell as new Ash, and Bruce Campbell uh, did reply to this uh, rumor. And he says, you know what? CM Punk is great. He should play a guy in a horror series named Nash or Bash or Lash. With all due respect, the name <laughs> Ash, like the best table at a restaurant, is reserved. I, uh, so I what do you guys think? I concur. Yeah. Doesn't need to be Ash. Yeah. Just make it some other cool character. Yeah. I mean, whatever. He, I actually thought he was the best part of The Girl on the Third Floor, which was one of the movies actually we thought about reviewing this week, which... Uh, got the least amount of votes, so we're not doing it. But I think Steve's going to talk about it on his what watch. But I, uh, I, I think he, I actually think he was a, he's a pretty good actor. So I, I'd I'd be down for him to uh, do something in the horror realm once again. Uh, maybe not Ash, but I'm excited to see what he does next. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like Bruce Campbell's Ash, to, and you really don't need to have that character to live in the Evil Dead you know, series. And it'd be cool to see CM Punk do something. Uh, you know, in that series, just not as that character. I think you could just bury the character along with Bruce Campbell, as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, so I totally agree with him on that. And the last thing I want to talk about, this isn't a story. This is something I started to notice. I want to talk to you guys about. Uh, I follow a group called CPA Authentics Autograph Consignments. Uh, they're a group who go to a lot of cons and get autographs for you. Uh, that get them personalized and all that stuff. And they're a great service uh, that I use all the time to get kind of autographs of people that don't come to my area. And they always post kind of recaps of the events they've been to. And something I started noticing a lot, and I don't know if you've guys seen this at cons you've been to, is uh, actors are starting to say that they're choosing their price based on the item. So there's no price actually listed at the table. They just tell you a price depending on what it is. So how do you guys feel about that strategy of pricing? Hate it. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I really hate it. 
And actually, um, so this actually happened to me with uh, Linda Blair. When I met her, I brought my, uh, so her prices listed on the table were like, God, I think it was like, you know, 50 bucks or something. She was like 50 bucks or something. Um, and I brought up my life-size Reagan and she's like, oh, that's going to be a hundred. And I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, well, that's not what it says, but I didn't like, I wasn't going to fight her about it. Cause I fucking love that thing. So I just paid it. And, uh, I mean, she took a ton of pictures with me and, you know, signed it good and everything. So I'm just like, whatever. But I, I don't think that's very fair. And also, uh, at this upcoming con I was going to, Monster Mania, even though Chris Randa did cancel, he had two different set prices. He had, like, it was, I think it was 40 for 8x10s and anything else was $60. Um, I mean, I don't think it should matter. I mean, but, I mean, I don't understand why they're doing it. I understand. I think some of it is to avoid the scalpers coming in and, like, having them sign, like, 50 Funko Pops and then going and throwing them up on eBay. Um, but overall, I, I think it, you know, it, it sucks. It sucks for the fans. Yeah, if they want to combat that, they should just limit, you know, how many personal items you can sign, you know, and then that will that would stop that. Um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it, it, does a bigger item put more effort on her signing ability no so not at all really yeah. stupid plus you can't budget like if i'm going there with 50 bucks and that's all i have because you know times are tough or whatever and i get there and it's 100 bucks like oh thanks for wasting my trip man mm -hmm. so that's pretty shady yeah it's, it's it's crazy and i've seen so one of the things i also noticed in this is not only is it a different price depending on the item but some people are charging different prices depending on what you get them signed. Uh, one of the examples that I have is, I think it's Deep Roy. Uh, he played in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He played all the Oompa Loompas. And he was also part of being Yoda in the original Star Wars. He was like in some of the puppet shots. And he charges more for the Star Wars autographs than he does for <laughs> the, like Charlie Chocolate Factory or anything else he's been in. Um, which is, I, I find weird. Like, it's just, I don't know. Rubs me the wrong way, personally. Mm -hmm. but how yeah, do you guys yeah. feel about that? Yeah, same. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's why I had his news. Okay. Uh, all right. You took a couple of mine, but I do have a just two, uh, a couple more quick ones. I did want to um, jump on. Uh, American Horror Story uh, has teased their upcoming season. And it appears we are going to get some sort of aquatic theme this season based on uh, the teaser photo that they did release. Um, nothing really uh, exact here, but a lot of people are thinking it could be a haunted ship or mermaid themed, but um, definitely something uh, in the aquatic realm. So I don't know if that brings you back in or interests you at all, but... <laughs> I mean, I, I'm uh, I'm gonna go in very cautiously optimistic. Uh, like I said last week or a couple weeks ago, that with Macaulay Culkin getting announced, that kind of piqued my interest a little bit. So, and uh, the aquatic theme I think could be kind of cool. So, what we shall see. Um, and then uh, the other one for those of you in the main area, the original Pet Cemetery will be screened at the actual Pet Cemetery filming location. Um, it is going to be in Ellsworth, Maine on Saturday, September 19th. Um, 
and, uh, all details, uh, check out uh, uh, onsetcinema.com. Tickets are a very cheap $20. And uh, some other awesome uh, screenings coming up for you in, that are not in the main area. Uh, they're going to be doing um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in Kingsland, Texas at the filming location. Uh, Edward Scissorhands in Lutz, Florida, April 25th. June 5th through the 7th, they are doing Jason uh, Part 6, uh, Jason Lives, in Rutland, Georgia. Uh, July 8th, they are doing The Hunger Games in Hickory, North Carolina. And, uh, yeah, so that is all of them. So, uh, yeah, if you want to go check out and uh, watch the movies on set, uh, go and check out that website. Uh, and, yeah, that is all I got uh, this week for Horror News. I'm totally going to that uh, pet cemetery thing. I was just talking I, to my wife. I was on you talking to my wife. I'm like, can we make that? <laughs> so Maine's like only six, six, seven hours from where I am. So uh, yeah, I I looked. It was, I think it's about like a four hour drive for us because I was considering it myself. Yeah, maybe I'm gonna look into it. I I might check that out. If you do it, let me know. Maybe I'll talk to Sam. Maybe we can meet you. Sounds good. All right, where were we at? Questions? Yeah, let's do it. Social media. All right. So if you'd like to send us some questions, you can do so on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast or send us an email, thehorrorsquadpodcast at gmail.com. Our first one comes to us from Horror Fan Ryan. He says, if you were to play the killer in a horror movie, what would be your weapon of choice be? And do you have any idea what your mask would be? Mm, weapon of choice, I'm going to go uh, chainsaw, just because I feel like that would make for just a bloody, gory, entertaining movie. Uh, as far as a mask, I don't know, honestly. I Just something original, I guess. I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't want to do anything that's already been done before, so yeah. You gotta have some good forearm strength for a chainsaw, though. So you gotta start yeah. getting those reps in. <laughs> All right. I was doing some chainsaw stuff this weekend, and I was like, "Damn." <laughs> um, I'm going classic baseball bat, uh, wood, wood baseball bat. It's got a good clank. It's, you gonna put uh, any? You gonna put any like uh, like screws in it, like Negan style, or? No, I wouldn't want them to get stuck. It might slow you down. All um, right. So I'm doing classic. Uh, wood baseball it's very you know satisfying when you hit something with it and then for the mask i'm just gonna dress up like a baseball fury from freaking um the warriors and just do that cool and so mine is gonna be a little tough to describe uh if everyone's ever seen my youtube channel i use it to open boxes i have this weapon that i use to open uh, mystery boxes that has kind of three blades and you hold it between your knuckles and it's just like this really badass weapon i'll send you a picture maybe we'll post it up on instagram on the horror squad page i just adore this weapon and i think it would make for a really badass kind of serial killer weapon uh as for the mask i'm not sure i think i'd go something maybe more practical than creepy uh something that like tactical and maybe put like a little like a skull on it or something but uh uh, something a little bit like if anyone's ever played Halo Reach, Emil's helmet, I think would be really cool. Oh, okay. 
Not bad. Yeah. So that's what I would do. Uh, and we got a comment from someone who answered his question and said, double-ended pitchfork is what he would use. That's Nightmare Rabbit. Nice. That would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's get on to the next question here. Okay, so this one comes from Kayla. She says, so I read an article on 20 best horror movies you've never seen. One of them was listed as one of my favorite horror movies, Hard Candy. But is it horror? I can see some horror-like elements, but if I described someone looking to watch it, I would say more psychological thriller. But still a great movie, a top 10 of mine. What do you guys think about Hard Candy? I think I would say it's definitely teetering on the line there. Um, but I think there's enough elements in there to call it a horror movie. I agree. I really like Hard Candy too. And I think if you um, yeah. I think if you put like knock knock, it's knock knock is like a similar kind of like tone in the line. So I think it's enough. Yeah, totally. I, I love Hard Candy as well. Yeah, great movie. One of I mean, one of Patrick Wilson's earlier movies, like and yeah. uh Ellen, Ellen Page, too. Yep. Yeah, and I totally agree. Um, and then she also says, can we look forward to some episodes dedicated to franchises or directors, like Wes Craven Retrospective or Scream Retrospective, or anything like that would love a Wes Craven episode? Did, did, did you guys not do a Wes Craven episode? No. Early, we, early did, we, we did a Romero. We did, we did a Romero tribute after he passed. We did not do a Craven one. So I would, we have reviewed Scream 2. That was a review we did a long time ago. But other than that, I don't know if we've ever done any other Craven, Craven movies. So I would totally be down for a Craven retrospective episode. He has quite a uh, long filmography that we could talk about. So that, that could be something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we haven't, well, since I've been on the podcast, we haven't done any, uh, like, director episode or even, I don't think, a franchise episode. So Mm -hmm. I think it'd be fun to do. So it means it's been quite a long time since it's been. Yeah, Romero's Romero's the last one we did, and that was after he passed. So that was, what, a couple years ago at least. Right. Uh, Another question we have here. This one comes from Asa Terrell. Says, I would like to know the squad's opinion on DC's Swamp Thing. I think it's horror all the way, but some say it isn't. If you haven't seen it, then you should definitely give it a watch. Uh, so I think I might be the only one that's watched it. Like, well, I only watched the first episode, but has, have you guys seen it? No, I haven't. No. Are we talk? I mean, I'm assuming he's talking about the TV show, right? Not like the movies and yeah, the, like, the TV, yeah, the, which which got canceled unfortunately right. after one season, but yeah. Um, the first episode was 100% horror. Um, there, it was a ton of body horror in it. It definitely gave me like uh, the thing, the thing vibes and stuff like that. Um, and I loved the first episode. The reason I didn't continue on with it was because like, uh, you know, the, it right after I watched it, basically they announced that it was canceled, and I was like, eh, it's really not worth continuing on with it if it's, you know, not gonna have any sort of conclusion or anything. So that's why I stopped. But maybe I'll, you know finish it out at some point yeah that's something i do want to check out at some point uh i'm a big superhero fan not, i'm not a big dc fan but uh i mean it's horror so i would check it out for sure and finally our last questions come from mandy she says hey squad the government has implemented a rule where every citizen has to wear a mask out in public to protect <laughs> yourself from corona which horror mask would you wear 
Aesthetically only, not practicality. Jason would look cool, but not practical due to the holes in the mask. Mm-hmm. So what would you guys pick if it was just an aesthetic choice, not a practical choice? Oh, I got the perfect one. The dude from Sinister, because that mask is a death trap. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think you have that too, don't you? I do. I got that one too. That yeah. one's hard to breathe in, man. <laughs> that, I'm doing that one. Good. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so if we're just going based on pure aesthetics, um, trying to think which ones I have. Uh, I'll go. You know what? I'm just gonna go uh, my my haunted mask, Goosebumps haunted mask one, just because it looks cool. Right. Uh, I might go with uh, Damien of Faye's look in uh, Haunt. I think it was a pretty cool look and nice. would be fun to wear around uh, wear around the neighborhood. Uh, and then her last question, because she has a third question. I skipped it last week by accident, and this week I'm going to skip it again because I think Sam should answer this one. Uh, so her last question is going to be for us. If you opened a bar and had to theme it using a single horror film, which would you pick? I'm gonna. I so you sent this a little earlier to give us a thought, some time to think about it. Um, and uh, I think I would go with Nightmare on Elm Street. I think it would work really well. Um, you know, you can do the color scheme like in like Freddy's sweater, and you know, you can kind of like play the music there, and you can and with the whole like Dreamland stuff, you can kind of do a lot of uh, cool and unique ideas. So I'd go with that. All right. So for me, uh, I think I would call the bar something like the waiting room. And I would theme it to Beetlejuice, uh, like when he's waiting to see uh, when he dies and there's like that waiting room. And I'd have the secretary in the background and I have the door where they wait and I'd completely theme it as like the uh, like death world in Beetlejuice. I think that'd be really cool. What about you, Todd? I like that a lot. Um... I would go like really dirty with it and do like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre theme, like a complete franchise theme, make it like really um, kind of like home, homely house kind of thing and like have a meat locker. But that's where you get like you order your food at or like the to go orders um, and the bar would just be like a bunch of bones hanging and stuff. That, that's what I would go with. Sam, what would yours be? Hi, guys. Just popping in real quick. Now I'm hungry because of Todd's restaurant idea. Um, so mine would be pumpkin head themed. Oh. I'm talking about obviously it's Halloween, October themed, pumpkin drinks, pumpkin beer, pumpkin like appetizers, all sorts of pumpkin snacks. Cause you know, your ghoul is a basic ass <laughs> pumpkin bitch. It's true. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd do really well. Okay. Um, That's Sam, all I while, have while you're on, wait yes. on. He had one question one for you. Oh, yeah. what was it? There, there's one question that uh, apparently really needs your feedback on, and this is a very important question yeah. that comes from Mandy. And this is for all of us, but she wants your answer as well. She says, "Super random non-horror question. What's your go-to ice cream flavor? Mine is cookie dough mixed with peanut butter." Yum. So what would it be, Mine... Sam? Mine. Mine, well, I'm basic, man. I like vanilla, but then I also like chocolate chip. But if I had to choose like a brand, it would be, um, who, what's the, oh, Ben and, is it Ben and Jerry's? Yeah, Yeah, the Cherry Garcia is so good. You have vanilla ice cream with chunks of chocolate and cherries in it. It's so good. 
and throw a waffle cone in that mix too. Yeah. I don't think I've had Cherry Garcia before. Pretty Todd, good. You would love it. It's so it's good. Like it's um what are what are the cherries called? Like the ones that the bars buy? Maraschino. Yes, they're so good. And like the chocolate is so cold that it just like snaps when your teeth like crunch it. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Better go get some ice cream before it sells out. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so my basic answer is uh, cookies and cream, probably. Cookies and cream is definitely my favorite. But if we're getting, like, fancy, um, Jer- uh, uh, Ben and Jerry's as well for me. But my favorite is the half-baked, which is uh, the cookie dough and the brownie. It's, like, half vanilla, half chocolate. Really good. And also um, their caramel sutra which is chocolate and vanilla with a like caramel core in the middle. Delicious. Yum. It's a sexy name, too. It is. <laughs> I'm sorry, Steve. The question was our favorite ice cream? Yep. Um, I don't really know any, like, I, I'd never really go out and buy ice cream, but if I had to say, it would probably be cookie dough or mint chocolate chip, but I do do the I yogurt bars a lot. I that. Because me and you are on the same page, Sam. That's why. <laughs> but I do, I do um, the yogurt bars a lot, and I like to get like the cheesecake, get those little cheesecake bites and cookie dough bites. You throw it all in there, and it costs like nine dollars for a little thing. But yeah, I like that a lot. And uh, for me, I like to go with uh, the Dairy Queen Oreos mixed with Smarties. Uh, Smarties is the Canadian equivalent of M and M's. Oh, and cool. so yeah that's that's usually what i might go to if ever i get ice cream oh, we have smarties i, I know smarties. you should have seen my Wait, face smarties, is, is smarties like, like that is that like powdery like shit thing yeah it's like that's well they're like little they're like little circle things that are yeah so sugar. we call we call those rockets in canada oh and smarties is really like m&ms oh. is it an m&m is it actual the m&m though like if you gave no. me one from america no. there they, they don't taste the same. Uh, it's it's hard to describe. They're like a little bit bigger. Um, huh. It's yeah, it's it's hard. Next time I send you guys a box, I'm gonna send you a pack. Of, I'm gonna send you a box of uh, Smarties so you can yes see see what I'm talking about. It's it's very hard right. to describe. But, but uh, other ice cream is good though. What's that? Like the birthday cake ice cream. Oh yeah, yeah, birthday that's cake good. Ice cream. So good. Definitely. Okay, sure. well I'm gonna leave you guys be. I have to go back to work. All right, we'll miss you. I'll miss you guys. I'd rather be doing this. Okay, bye. Why don't you give us your thoughts on VFW, though? Didn't have time to watch it. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Uh, That's all the questions I had this week. So thank you, everyone, for sending the questions. And Mandy, stop bothering me about the ice cream. She reminded me all the time. Now I want ice cream. You guys don't do the yogurt bars, though? Yeah, I mean, I do, but I don't go to them very often. Okay. All right. I'm not a fan. There's one right behind my house, and I'm just not a fan. Not into I, it? No. I do enjoy frozen yogurt, though, as well. What? Are, you guys, are you guys Sherbert fans? Ooh, Sherbert's legit. I like Sherbert, yeah. No, no I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm like plain old ice cream, that's it. What's next? Well, watch. Watched her? Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'll, I'll start. Start it off. Uh, I, I watched a very quick documentary today called, um, it wasn't called this, but it's about Ghost Watch. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that show. 
it was a one-time show in the 80s in England, and what it was about, basically, they made it look like it was a real live investigation of various hauntings. They actually did the haunting, they were talking about the haunting from um, Conjuring Part 2, but anyway, they got like a lot of famous actors from England to do it, and like convinced the public that it was real, and it was acting uh, actually happening live and things like that. And actually, it led to like a public outcry because like kids were like so scared of it. Um, and then one one kid that was kind of mentally slow, he actually committed suicide over it and like cited the show, um, scaring him and things like that. And uh, now the BBC like totally doesn't want to talk about it or air it anywhere. You can you can watch it on YouTube. And I think it might be on Shutter if I remember correctly. Um, but it was actually really good, and it's just. Uh, like watching it now, you can tell the acting is a little hokey. Like, but then again, like back in the day, I forget what year it was. They also thought War of the Worlds is real, which like led to people hurting themselves too. That radio show, so I can see it happening. Um, but yeah, very interesting watch. If you just YouTube um, Ghost Watch, you'll find a bunch of shows that pop up. Plus, you'll probably be able to see the actual, I think, hour and a half or so special. Nice. Um, I wanted to do, uh, my first is an update on, uh, the TV show, The Outsider, which is, uh, was on HBO, uh, Stephen King's story. Um, uh, it just, I won't, it just wrapped up though, uh, on Sunday and I gotta say, um, the show started off so strong and then just really fizzled out, um, about halfway through it just, it got, the beginning was so good, and then the middle was just very um, slow and dragged on, and then the ending was just very uh, kind of anticlimactic. And uh, yeah, so overall, I was disappointed with it, and uh, I wouldn't recommend it as a whole. I concur. Really? Just, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, it was yeah. really good. It, had a good. it really did have a good start. And- and a promising series, but it just got weird and a little slow and confusing. Was it Stephen King, like a Stephen King typical ending that sucks? Yeah. yeah. yeah kind of, I yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm still going to read it first. Um, all right, so I had uh, three movies set up for my watch, but I want to wait for Sam to talk about some of them, so I'll skip them to next week. So the first one I will do is... Because it lost out on the vote, I decided still to check out Girl on the Third Floor, uh, which came last out of the three that we uh, put up to the vote. So this one stars CM Punk, uh, the WWE wrestler and very failed UFC fighter. Um, so the movie is it's a, it's like an okay movie. Nothing really special. It's about a guy who buys a house that used to be a whorehouse. And I am saying whore, not horror. Uh, for for anyone listening uh it used to be a whorehouse and there's like these hauntings that start happening and he tries to figure out what's going on and um he he's like sees visions of some of the ghosts and it's this whole thing it's a bit of a weird story it's got a little bit of a confusing ending cm punk does a decent job as an actor but there are some scenes where i could tell that he's kind of new to the acting game and that threw me off a little bit but overall i'd say it's like a middle of the road type uh movie i wouldn't necessarily recommend it but i also wouldn't tell people not to watch it so i'm kind of glad we're not reviewing it because i don't have a ton to say about it personally but um yeah if you feel like checking it out and you're a wrestling fan and you want to see cm punk in a horror movie i think he can grow and get better but this is uh 
an okay film at best. Uh, I would agree. I concur. I watched it uh, early last year, and yeah, it was pretty mad. It, 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 weird movie, though. Very weird. Uh, uh, all right, my next one I got is... I want to go. Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't know. I thought... <laughs> sorry. Just kidding. Um, I had a couple guys over from Death by Stereo podcast, really cool dudes, and we watched a couple movies. First one was Frankenhooker. Which nice. I I had never sat down and watched the entire thing, and so I've only seen like clips and stuff. Um, and it's goofy, man, to say the least. I mean, Frank Hanlotter is that kind of a director. Um, it's got some good nudity in it, and it's got a really good um, performance by Patsy. I forget her last name, Patsy something, or Patty, Patty something. And um, if you want, like, watch it with buddies, definitely. And if you like those kind of, sh- like, stupid B-movies, then you'll definitely like it. But don't go and think it's going to be, like, the next, you know, Jaws or anything like that. Cool. cool. Yeah, I, I that's one I haven't seen it forever. I definitely want to revisit it. Uh, all right, next one I got is a movie called Dry Blood. Um, this is a uh, super, like, low-budget indie movie. Uh, basically, it's about uh, this guy, he's basically a drug addict and he uh goes to a cabin in the woods to kind of dry out and uh he encounters like this like super like aggressive like sheriff while he's up there and he the sheriff just continually like stalks him and stuff like that and then he starts like seeing uh like kind of ghosts in the house and uh very very weird movie um you know i think a lot of it is uh, a big metaphor, obviously, for people withdrawing from drugs and stuff. And uh, I think if you have dealt with people that, uh, you know, have dealt with addiction or, you know, you know anyone who is an addict, I think this movie could really uh, resonate with you. Um, for me, it was just an, an okay movie. Uh, the acting is subpar at best and some of it is, is downright awful. Um, but, uh, you know, for a low budget indie movie, it, it's not, um, a terrible movie and it, it has some interesting parts in it. So I would not recommend this to everyone, but, um, I think for those of, you know, you who are into, you know, those type of movies, it, it might be something to check out. Um, my next one is one that we reviewed the trailer maybe a month ago and that's uh, horse girl. Uh, which is a Netflix original film. Uh, it's a movie that stars Alison Brie. She's a woman with uh, kind of a mental illness, and she believes she's being abducted by aliens, and it kind of follows her through her journey uh, as different weird things are happening to her, and she can't explain it, specifically that she's losing track of time. Like, she uh, kind of blacks out and then wakes up, you know, 10 hours later, not knowing what happened in those 10 hours. Uh, It's a really interesting movie. It's a super weird movie. It's very unexpected. There's a lot of stuff that happens in this movie. Alison Brie is a fantastic actress. She plays the character really, really well, which kept me interested throughout the entire film. But holy fuck, this movie is so strange that I don't know if I'd recommend it to people. Like, it really takes kind of you really have to go for this journey and you have to be willing to go on this really weird journey but if you do end up watching it i think it's an interesting film 
And it does show a little bit of what someone with a mental illness like that uh, might go through. And very interesting film. So check it out. It's on Netflix. Yeah, they're actually in hot water for plagiarism or whatever, however, if that's how you pronounce it. Um, really? I guess there's, yeah, there's an indie film that they like copied scene for scene in some of the some of the shots. So they're kind of fucked. But um, uh, my last one with watched with the guys was one of my favorite movies of all time. Not horror, but uh, very violent. Which Starship Troopers. Nice. Um, I this is probably the movie I've seen the most. Um, you know, watched it just endless times, man, on freaking VHS, DVD, and now I got the 4K and all that stuff. It's just a really good movie. It's got corny shit, yeah. Um, but if you look at, it like, a satire piece like Robocop and look at it from, like, a he's, you know, making fun of war and, you know, everything involved with it, then you can see it a little differently. Paul Verhoeven is a great director, and Casper Van Dien is awesome, and it's kind of strange he didn't have a bigger career, um, at least with, like, A-list stuff. And uh, Denise Richards, like, peak fucking hotness. Um, and just, man, blood, giant bugs, boobs, the war, like, a perfect boy movie. Like, when I saw it, I was at 10, and I'm freaking 32, and I still love it. So, good shit. Absolutely. Well, it's like, how old were you when you watched it, Todd? Because, like, I was, like, probably 13, 14. No, it, it, came came out, it came out in 97, so I was 10. 10 yeah okay yeah, my mom and dad took me to the movie theater and uh that was like pretty vivid memory of that and i met casper van Dien and he was super cool oh awesome yeah i've and never it, met anyone yeah. I, I i had the chance to meet dina meyer but i pass and i probably should have uh, i met my choir inside oh did you nice yeah i might have signed something for turbo kid but uh, i love starship troopers so that's a good one rico you know what to do <laughs> do it rico <laughs> Oh, yeah, actually, I did meet Jake Busey, so. Yeah. Um, all right, what do I got? Oh, my last one I got. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this one yet. Uh, it's streaming on Shudder. Uh, it's called The Furies. Anyone? I guess I have. not. I have, I have. Oh, you have, okay. Yep. Um, so, uh, basically, The Furies is about uh, this woman. She kind of, she basically gets, like, kidnapped and she wakes up and she finds herself uh, like in the woods with a bunch of psychotic killers wearing like masks and have all these crazy weapons and are going around basically trying to kill her and like a bunch of other women that are stuck out in the woods. And you kind of and you don't really know what's going on. Um, a lot of the movie, um, a lot of weird stuff's happening. But essentially, it's a cat and mouse type game of between um, these women trying to survive and these crazy you know hillbilly types trying to like with these masks on killing um the movie is has great great gore um awesome kills in it and um great practical effects um as far as like a story and plot that is kind of where it falls flat but i do think it is worth um a watch for sure there's definitely enough there um to keep you entertained and if you're a gore hound i think it's a must watch what do you think of it todd I, I agree with you. It's something about it that I was kind of, kind of goofy, but I really like the premise yeah. of it. Yeah, totally. All right, uh, my last one is a movie I've seen. I don't know why I've seen a lot of people talk about it lately, so I was curious to check it out. It's called The Innkeepers. Um, 
it's uh, I think I watched it on Shutter, maybe on Prime, one of the two. Uh, so the Innkeepers is about a um, hotel that's closing, uh, and it has a haunted past. And the two employees who work there want to try to get an EVP of the ghost before the hotel closes. Um, I like the characters a lot. Uh, you do spend a lot of time with the two employees, and I thought they were very good at what they did. Like I particularly like the main girl in the film. But overall, I feel it wasn't really an effective ghost film. And I'm a huge fan of ghost films. The story was just a little bit weird. The ending was absolutely stupid. And the ghosts weren't that memorable or that great. Uh, so I don't really know why people are talking about it these days so much. I've seen it on all sorts of groups and chats. Uh, but personally, I was disappointed. And I don't think it's that great of a film. Um, yeah. That's one I've never seen, but I've uh, I've always that's uh who's the director? Do you know off the top of your head? Because the director's pretty famous, I think, or pretty popular. Hold on, I'll look it up while you're talking. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say um, so something, and I want to thank Aaron from Horror with Sir Sturdy for the seed for this idea. Something we started doing uh, with the last episode is on Sundays we're gonna start posting on uh, our P Facebook page and Joe's House of Horrors uh, group, all the films that we did in our What Watch with an INDB page, so you guys can kind of find it easier and be able to check it out, because uh, it's cool to you know discover films and stuff, and I think Aaron gave, me, gave us a great idea, and I really appreciate it. So it's the kind of feedback that we can do stuff to kind of help people out and just put more eyes on some of the movies we watch, I think. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled on Sundays, and we'll post that every Sunday going forward. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. That's a great idea. And, uh, yeah, so thank you. Um, that The director was uh, Ty West, actually, who did um, House of the Devil and The Sacrament, and he did a segment in VHS. So, yeah. yeah very cool. But, yeah, not Innkeeper, not, not my favorite. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I enjoy his other movies, so. Maybe I'll watch it eventually. All right. And that's it for what we watched. All right. I had some really good trivia questions for tonight, but I guess I'll hold them. Uh, we could just do a fun round. <laughs> no. <laughs> waste our great questions. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So are we going to VFW? Let's do it. But before we do that, there's something else I need to do. Ooh. Do you know what that is? Deadly Grounds coffee? <laughs> Hell yeah. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Oh, Lord. Oh, there you go. You've been at this, haven't you? I have? Uh-huh. Two of us. Still here. Still here. You know where you are, kid? In the uh, VFW post. How about we close the bar down early tonight? What do you got going on? The best birthday that Freddy ever got. Q&A time, kid. 
See, the problem is that me and my old friends are probably gonna die tonight unless you help us out to understand what's happening here. You steal this? Foz killed my sister, all right? This, though, it's all he's got his whole life. V-F-W. What is that? Veterans of foreign wars. Good. Soldiers are good at dying. There's only one satisfactory solution, and that is we get our product back and each of you die. You were a soldier. So are we all. Let's act like it. We set a perimeter. We make our stand. You'll all die very, very slowly. You last. But what are we gonna do? Do it. Would you make a mistake? I'm gonna cut your heart out. You and me both know this ain't the only option. We can push Miss Teen USA right back out to the way she came in. It's for you that we're doing all of this. Hey, I never asked for your goddamn help, Gramps. The second you walked through that door, we were duty-bound to help you. Let's go. FW now streaming online. Uh, basic plot is it's in a like dystopian kind of future or present day where drugs run rampant and the police have retreated and just basically the city's a piece of shit. Um, there's VFW, which is Veteran Foreign Wars. Uh, it's a bar for veterans. And these old guys just chilling, hanging out. Uh, meanwhile, across the street, there's like a, a abandoned theater that has a bunch of drug addicts in it with this one drug leader. Uh, he's a little turd. We'll talk about that guy later. Um, that he controls the drug, the drugs, and he gets robbed. The girl that robs him runs in the VFW, and it turns into a assault from Precinct 13 uh, kind of movie, if you've seen that one. So basically, the rest of the movie is the VFW gentleman fighting off a bunch of hordes of zombie-like uh, drug addicts and in very violent ways, uh, guns, knives, um, clubs, axes, all types of shit, bombs, all that stuff. Um you know, so it's a very basic plot line, actually. You know, someone steals drugs, hides in the VFW, VFW fights back, and that's it. Um, I watched it today, so it's very fresh in my mind. Uh, but what did you guys think about it? I'll let Steve lead off, because I'm interested to hear his thoughts. Uh, I was, yeah, I was texting with Joe yesterday, and I told him that VFW is either going to be, I think, on the bottom of my list or at the top or like in my top 10 of the list at the end of the year, because I feel very strongly on one side. And I would say that I enjoyed the shit out of this film. Um, I don't know if it was just my mood or what it is, but I had so much fun watching this film. It's balls to the wall uh, action and gore and the kills are really unique. Um, there's just so much stuff I liked about this film. Um, I love the banter between the characters. Uh, there's a lot of unique kills, which I always look forward to. Uh, it seems that they would go from like beat to beat like really quickly. There wouldn't be a lot of downtime. And when there was downtime, the banter was funny enough or good enough for me to be still entertained. Uh, I think it's just a really cool film and something I feel I needed right now with all the shit that's going on in the world to have something so 
entertaining and with actors that I really like, you know, people I've seen in other movies, Stephen Lang, uh, William Sadler, uh, just a bunch of them. And Norm from Cheers, like super randomly. Uh, I just really fucking love this movie. Uh, my only nitpick about it is that I feel we could have had a little bit more character development. Uh, some of the characters, like uh, the old man that kind of gets the axe right at the beginning. I didn't really know much about him, so I didn't feel too bad when he died. But other than that, I had a fucking blast with this film. And I, I see myself seeing having this on probably the bottom of my top ten at the end of the year because I just fucking adored this film. And this might be my Ready or Not from 2020. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I so I went in with... Uh semi-high expectations just because i loved um the director's last film bliss um it made my top 10 last year so i was um really looking forward to this um i will say this movie is a completely different beast than uh bliss is this movie is just like over the top craziness um yeah i mean i categorize this movie as dumb fun i mean that's basically what it is um I think with a, this movie is completely made by the cast. With a lesser cast, I think this movie could have been downright awful, but the cast really um, makes this movie. You you know, Stephen Lang, obviously, uh, you know, leading the charge here, just a great performance by him. And Fred Williamson is is awesome in this as well, of course, from Dust Till Dawn frame. Um but yeah, I mean, overall, I, I enjoyed it. I, I do think, um, you know, it's it, it's a throwback to the 80s um, grindhouse style movies. Um, so it's not going to be a movie for everyone. But um, I mean, if you're just going in and just want to kind of turn your brain off and watch some good kills and fun stuff like that, I think this is uh, definitely one for you. Yeah, I, I I don't I guess I'm gonna be the odd man out here. Um, Stephen Lang to start, he's excellent, man. Like holy shit, like I need to see him in more. He's like the perfect yeah. tough old guy. Um, and then yeah, I mirror what you said, Joe. Um, I thought the I thought the villain was really weak, to be honest with you. I didn't find I, him. Threatening. I agree. I agree with I agree with you on that one, Tom. Uh, yeah. It's just a, he's just a, a skinny skinny white guy that. Um, like whenever he yelled, I was like, "Oh, this guy's wearing his dad's leather jacket." Like, <laughs> I just, I didn't. And then the girl from Bliss, I, I know you guys like her a lot, but I just don't think she's a good actress. Um, I did like the gore. The gore was amazing, and I really like the color palette too. Like, it, there's barely any actual hard light in it. A lot of like a uh, fluorescent or bulbs or whatever you want to say, um, blues and greens and reds and stuff like that. And I really liked the soundtrack. It was kind of like an 80s synth kind of thing. Um, but you guys have seen Assault on Precinct 13, right? Yeah. So, like, I got yeah. that. That was, like, definitely, like, a, a spiritual remake. Right. Um, which was cool. Um, better than the actual remake, in my opinion. Um, what, what I didn't like, though, is what Steve... I think Steve mentioned that the character... Or maybe you did. Whoever did. Is the character development really wasn't there. Like, I didn't really know any of the guys except Stephen. Stephen Lang. Because he actually had a backstory. The rest of them were just there, like, shooting the shit, essentially. Um, not really... Yeah, I didn't care about the guy that was dying on the bar for you know, half the movie. Um, but for for the gore and for the set piece and the layout of the film, I think it's a it's a good watch to have. 
Um, it's not going to make either my worst or best of the year. It's a solid middle ground for me. Um, mm -hmm. I just needed more with the characters. A little bit better story, too. I, I think that could have went a long way. And you kind of saw the budget um, with some of those, um, like with the car crash at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked the dummy they had. But, like, they showed the interior of the truck, and there's no one in there driving it. Like, that was just kind of like a, like a weird error to have. But, um, yeah, that's, that was my thoughts. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was really surprised to see the cast they got, like for yeah. such a, like a, a low budget indie movie like this. But I mean, obviously they were all on uh, par on uh, par with it, and yeah, it was, it was really cool. Like I said, the cast makes this movie w yeah. without those guys. I, I think this movie. I don't think any of us would have liked it. <laughs> this would have been an excellent Bruce Campbell movie to be in. Totally. Yeah. Like good. That's like a Bruce Campbell vibe all the way, and he could have been. Like, yeah, you know, one of the characters. But, um, yeah, yeah that, that villain, it, it just seemed like they wanted to make a zombie movie, man. There's, besides the villain and that chick, there was like no, it was just like random dudes screaming and, yelling and running around. It was kind of strange. And, right. Uh, yeah, I didn't really feel that. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's funny you mentioned that because I was gonna bring that up myself. Is like, I feel like this is just like a glorified zombie movie. Like, instead of them being zombies, they're drugs, drug addicts or whatever, but like, essentially, they act just like zombies. Um, and at times, yeah, it is a bit weird, like, because they're not zombies, but they're like acting like it. So I felt like that, like, tonally, it was a little off um, for those scenes. And like, um, Listen, I love, like, gore and stuff, but some of the gore was a little, like, over the top and, like, completely unrealistic. And, like, it kind of took me out of it um, yeah. a couple of the times. Um, I mean, I laughed. I thought it was funny, but uh, mm -hmm. it kind of, like, took me out of it a little bit. Yeah, like, the first kill when the girl jumps to her death for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, she, like, explodes, but, like, the next scene, there's no wounds on her. <laughs> it's like, come on. <laughs> Uh, you know, like, if I saw this, like, as a kid, I'd be, like, super into it. Yeah. Did you get uh, some, like, video game vibes from this? Like, there's a scene in particular where they're fighting a bunch of people and they're killing them, and then, like, the boss comes in. That big guy that kept taking shots. Yeah, shells? exactly. Yeah. That It felt like a video game, like, you know, and then you're just getting, like, cutscenes in between the bosses and stuff like that. It was, uh... Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's kind of, it's the exactly the movie I kind of wanted to see these days. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just I had so much fun with it, and uh, we we actually got a question about uh, the movie that we're gonna read now. Shoot it comes from Andrew Fayley. He says, "How do you feel about the heavy use of the red and blue lighting? I often feel too much of something can be a bad thing, but thought this was executed perfectly." Now, Todd, I know you mentioned a little bit mm -hmm. about it, so you like yeah. the look of this film. I, I agree 100% with them because it went with the power outage and it gave it like a, like a throwback kind of look too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I I, uh, I loved it. Um, he used um, a lot of the same stuff in Bliss as well. Um, there was a lot of use of uh, colors and flashing lights and stuff like that. So it's kind of like his style, I guess, after seeing... Uh, his first two movies here so yeah I, i'm totally digging it and i'm you can tell he's a horror fan at heart you know um you know just by like his influences and the synth style uh, music and everything so yeah i'm excited to see what he does next yeah he's got yeah, a great style 
Yeah, yeah no, I agree. He's one to watch, definitely. Like, I didn't, I wasn't in the bliss, and I like this more, but I think he's going up from here. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, and you're right. Aesthetically, it looked a lot like bliss, um, especially with the bright colors and everything. And that's that's refreshing to see in a horror film. A lot of horror films tend to be somber and really dark, whereas this one, you know, it's like really like vivid colors and stuff like that. And I really like that about uh, this film and bliss. Uh, so that was really cool to see. Um, what were you guys' favorite kill in this film? Uh, it's got to be, I mean, I think a lot, we're probably, a lot of us are going to pick it, um, but it's got to be, uh, what's her face when, uh, he puts the flag through her, uh, mouth there, uh, the girl from Bliss there, when he kills her, that was definitely my favorite. Yeah, I agree. I really like the antlers kill as well, where he, uh, yeah. puts the guy's face, like, through the antlers. Now, it was obviously, like, a dummy because of the way his face <laughs> kind of caved in, but still, I really enjoyed that kill, and, uh. Yeah, it was just really cool. Uh, what about the weapons? How did you guys feel about the weapons that they conco- concocted in this film? That was great. I loved when William Sadler had the, uh, what is that, a uh, like a uh, cut and saw type thing or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that was yeah, yeah, that was really awesome. That was a, that was a ton of fun. I like the shotgun man, just because I mean he blew that dude's head off, and that was like <laughs> right in the beginning, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's like when I knew what kind of movie we were getting yeah. into, when his head just fucking completely... It was like a pumpkin smashing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, something I, I thought they would use a little bit more were those little, like, bombs that they had all the sticks uh, sticks with there with the matches and shit. I, I thought they would use that more effectively. Um, mm-hmm. So I was a little disappointed with that. But, yeah, it was just really cool to see all the different tools that they used to kill some people and... Uh, yeah, it was super gory. I fucking love. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> hey, why did why did the black guy take the drugs? Like, did to, I miss something? It, it's like a power up, I think. Like he just wanted uh-huh. to, because yeah, the, the drug was called like hype or something. So I guess it yeah. makes you like really fucking like overstimulated and crazy. So he wanted to use it to just kind of get his final you know kills in before he dies because he thought he was gonna die at that point so i guess that's my problem with it because i thought he was gonna go on like a, a suicide run and then he didn't and i was like oh that kind of made sense to me mm-hmm. yeah that's what i thought too i thought he was gonna go and just kill a, like a bunch of them but also die in the process kind of like a final stand but uh yeah one of my issues with it too is that i find they trusted the girl a little too quickly right she, she was kind of put into the group really quickly where she's like killing people and stuff and it's just i don't know Right, and it was like, why did they give a fuck about her? Like, she, like she just, she basically fucked them all. Like her running in there was, you know, and then she put them in a world of shit after that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and the drug, drug guy was stupid too. Like he's trying to make the deal. He's like, no, you give me my drugs and you die. Like, okay, that's, that's your negotiating. <laughs> Idiot. Yep. I hate that guy. <laughs> Yeah, he was, I would agree, he's the weakest part of the whole movie, I would say. They definitely could have cast someone better as a villain. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird how they, like, the infected people or whatever the fuck they were, uh, would, like, just stop attacking. You know, they, like, rush the door and, like, bang it like zombies, but then just, like, leave. Not right. It's like, okay, we're done. We're, we're yeah. going back to the theater. <laughs> yeah. We need a break. See there's, like, a thousand of them, too. Right. All right. Any ratings? 
Sure. Um, all right, I'll start off. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I had a fun time with it. Um, like I said, dumb fun. It's not going to be for every, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Um, I'm kind of on the Todd line of this one, I think, more than Steve. I, It's not going to make my top of the year. It's not going to make my bottom of the year. It was just kind of a, you know, down the middle type thing. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go six and a half on this one. I'll go a little bit lower with a six. And uh, I'm going an eight. I really had fun with this. And when it comes down to it, if you put this movie and my top one right now, which is Invisible Man, side by side, I would watch this one like in a heartbeat before Invisible Man again. And that's kind of why I'm right now it's my leading uh, 2020 film. Awesome. Why don't you give it an 8.75, Steve? (laughs) (laughs) That's a bit much, but (laughs) (laughs) in eight is where I feel comfortable. It's the same uh, same score I gave Invisible Man, but Mm. push comes to shove, I like this one better. It is, yeah, and that's it's very hard to compare the two. But when it comes down to it, rewatchability. I'm glad I actually bought this one instead of rented it for once. Uh, Usually I rent the films, but I had an inkling that this would be my jam and thankfully i was right unlike other films i bought um so yeah that's uh very cool it's currently set number three for me mm-hmm. uh, yeah it'd probably be number four for me currently so i still need to see uh what was the one you really liked lodge or something the lodge yes yeah, st- that one wasn't playing near me so i gotta wait for blu-ray for that one yeah, I'm really disappointed it didn't get like a major release because I'm telling you, once you, I'm really, I really can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on this movie because I haven't, I don't know many people that have actually seen it. So I'm really excited to see if like I'm going to be in the minority on this or if everyone's going to love it like I did. So, well, you like Tagazusa, so I don't I did. <laughs> I tend to like movies, a lot of movies people seem to hate. So I don't, you know. <laughs> But we'll see. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually watching some very heavy competition. I'm going to a uh, double feature of A Quiet Place on Wednesday. Awesome. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And I think that's probably one of the films that will, well, at least I'm hoping, be in my top five by the end of the year. Because what I'm hearing about it and my yeah. love for the first one. So It's a double I mean, feature of both movies? Yeah, it's both movies back to back. Nice, that's cool. Yeah, which is gonna be, cool. which is awkward a little bit because like I'm gonna want popcorn, right? Because it's such a, it's a four hour. <laughs> uh, don't be that guy. I, I can't eat the popcorn because it's, it's such a quiet movie. He's so got one kernel. Awkward. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be you one kernel. Like all the suck time. on it, make it all moist. <laughs> I, I exactly. feel like, I feel like the sequel isn't gonna be as quiet. Hopefully not, because that was brutal. But I had a yeah. really good, really good group except for some teens at the top but they were quiet enough right i had a bad experience i had fucking people talking half the movie but i still love the movie but it was it was not a great theater experience i i mean i'm excited for this one because cillian murphy's in it and he's i think he's gonna bang emily blunt dude i have a feel that's kind of what i'm thinking he's he's gonna be like the new love interest that's messed up not not with John Krasinski we're directing. He's not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not in real life. <laughs> do we, uh, I mean, do, do we know what like the time frame is going? Like how far like past we are? I think, like I think it's like six months if I remember. Six months. Yeah, I mean, I guess the baby's still like pretty young, so it's not that much longer. But I wonder how much of the movie is going to be a prequel though. 
Yeah, I feel I like think it's just the opening it's sequence. Just opening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have a feeling. I got you good vibes for it. You know Krasinski will make some sort of cameo in there. Well, you see it in the trailer. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I don't know yeah, if I noticed beginning. that. All right. Yeah. But, but it'll be a quick cameo, I think. So. He's got smart pack. Smart <laughs> pack. <laughs> <laughs> <Smart> pack, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm really looking forward to this one. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely. I am. Cons- it's probably my biggest anticipated one so far of the year. So. I'm still definitely. sticking with Halloween as my like need to be good because like the first one could have been yeah. great. They dropped a little bit, but this one could be amazing. I agree. I Let's mean, see. I'm definitely. My expectations are are low going not they're not super low but they're lower than they should be just based on what the last Halloween was. Yeah. yeah. You guys want to hear something funny? <laughs> I uh, so I, I needed to get uh, the intros for each episode so that I can start adding them to my edits, and I listened to our 2019 episode. Just I I, I started listening to it and then I just ended up listening to the whole thing. You want to know what what movie you guys thought would be the biggest film this year, or the one you were most looking forward to at the time? I think uh, it was. Was it it? Mine was oh, Come to Daddy. No, for, for this, for, for yeah, Come to Daddy. <laughs> was that oh, really? too? For for you? Uh, no, just for you, Todd. Yeah. No, I was. I, I, was, so. I was stoked. Yeah. I think I mine. Mine was probably like. I don't Antebellum. remember what I said honestly. Antebellum. Yeah, I'm still looking forward to that one. Yeah, it's just thought, like when I heard "Come to Daddy," I'm like, "Oh man, yeah. God!" If only. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. thought it was gonna be great, man, because like, I thought it was gonna be like maniac-esque, but it was just some weird shit. I mean, it wasn't terrible though, but I'd never wasn't... watch it again. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Was I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I a musician? Yes. My <laughs> yeah, I just love that part of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's a highlight of that film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what are we doing next, gentlemen? Classic. We don't, yeah, we classic. Don't, know, we don't know yet. So yeah, follow us on social medias, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll let you know. Vote. We could do another vote. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, throw up a couple titles each and uh, see what happens. People like the votes. They do. So, yeah. Actually, you want to tell them what uh, the votes were for this one, so that uh... it was actually we had a tie. It was a tie between this one, VFW, and the Nick Cage Colorado Space. But Steve, why couldn't we do Colorado Space? Because Colorado Space apparently is not available anywhere in Canada. <laughs> it's not on VOD. It's not on Blu-ray. It's absolutely just not available in Canada. So I was and when Nick I Cage told... hates Canada. Apparently. <laughs> So I, t- I told the guys that I'm like, shit, I think uh, if Color of Space wins, I'm not going to be able to review this one. So when it was a tie between VFW and Color of Space, um, unfortunately, we had to use, well, fortunately for me, because I loved it, but we picked VFW. But maybe in, down the road, we'll do Color Out of Space if ever it comes to Canada. So, yeah. Could, I'm weird. Sure could you do a VPN, Steve? I, could, I mean, I could pay for a VPN to get it somehow, but. Uh, would that be would considered be... illegal for you? Uh, maybe I'd have to check. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole thing. But yeah, <laughs> right. what's a VPN? Does that mean he like could do like uh, a they don't know your IP like, addresses? Yeah, right. Oh, okay. 
So you could have like an American IP address. Is that right. Gotcha. Right? Yeah, no, exactly. So next I mean, time this happens, service, right? I'll see how that would be illegal. So. Mm. Yeah, so my friend got my friend got in trouble because uh, gambling's elite, like uh, sports gambling's illegal in Massachusetts. It's a travesty, but it's, dude. But but it's but it's legal in New Hampshire. They just legalized it. So like he used a he used like a VPN and like bet on stuff in New Hampshire. And they they caught him and like they like shut down his account and like seized his money and stuff. Dang. <laughs> yeah. How much did he lose? Uh... It wasn't much. It was like thir- 20 or 30 bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it's so stupid, man. I would love to have legal online poker because I love poker. Oh, yeah. Totally. But no. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get there eventually. We, we just like got to survive we got to survive Corona first. That's true. If they could legalize marijuana, they can legalize betting on horses of all things, you know? Oh, definitely. Is Six. it legal? It's not legal in Kentucky yet, is it? Fuck no, dude. They still don't sell alcohol after <laughs> you can't buy alcohol on Sundays before 12 o'clock. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Even at Target, like, they have signs, don't buy alcohol. Wow. What's going on? Is it legal in Massachusetts? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we actually, we could walk to a dispensary from where we live. Could walk or do walk? Um, we, uh, I we have have walked once, <laughs> nice. but yeah, I can't I, I can't now because I get drug tested at work. Oh well, yeah, because you'll get fucked up if you get yeah, hurt. Or something. Right. But uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of it was definitely interesting going in and just being able to buy illegally though. Yeah, it is. Actually, I went to the pharmacy the other day, and there's a sign at the pharmacist that says. Please ask us about our cannabis uh, options, ah. yeah, because nice. it's, right, it's, it's fully legal in Canada. Plus, it's medical too, huh? Is yeah, le- well, yeah. is Canada completely legal? Like yeah, everywhere, all, all, yeah. the whole country is completely wow. legal. We have, we have stores, we have online stores, we have. It's it's like a drug, like a like a over the counter prescription drug, or oh, not even prescription because you could buy it without it. So it's yeah. Cool. We actually just got so it, it's it's like in steps. You know, they didn't just. Open yeah. the floodgates. It started with like oils and um, that's how it is here, and right like now. joints. And we just started recently getting food, so like gummy bears and cookies oh. and stuff like that. So like edibles. So it's, it's yep. yeah, it's it's interesting. It's it's weird. It's it's like a different. It's like a bizarre world. You know, I'm not used to it yet. Hey man, as long as this is treat like alcohol, man. Don't fuck around and don't drive. And you know what? Yeah. It's been legal a year and a half here, and. I can't tell you I've, I've seen any difference. Uh, like, yeah. There's no one going crazy in the streets. It's There's no accidents everywhere. It's not like mass hysteria for that at least. And yeah, no, it's totally fine. Well, I, I oh, think yeah. some of the studies from like Cal, uh, from Colorado and stuff, it's been there a while. That, like violent crime goes down. So I think people are just chilled out. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this is Canada. So I mean, <laughs> that's true. You guys are <laughs> They're chilling out already. Well, good show, gents. Yeah. Thanks for everybody. Yeah, what do you guys think for next week, though? Should we, like, any thoughts? Should we do pick a theme or something? Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to discuss it. And may, yeah, maybe we should pick, like, a film or two each and uh, put it to a vote. Yes. Yeah. I, well, I, we'll I, keep I, you up. Stay, yeah, follow us on our social medias. That's the best way to keep up to date with us. And uh, right. hopefully I'll be on next week. Hopefully I survive my convention. And uh, right. I'm not... <laughs> braver than i am (laughs) all right all right bye bye